0: It must be Zamsos growing in your yard, garden or barn. You've done it right, you see.
2: How's it going everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show and I am your host Nolan Guthrie and uh, I'm excited to be here with y'all today and hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, You know it's uh, it's funny we get through spring here. Summer's on its way. It does not feel like summer is close today uh, but we're going to talk about some of this rain because the rain is just so good for us right now and I know Everybody wants to do stuff outside, and it's raining, and you feel like you can't do it, but there's lots of stuff you can do, and actually, it's really good for all the plants that we've been putting in the ground to have this cool temperature. It's actually a perfect timing, so we're going to get into that, but we got some other things to talk about today as well, so if you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700. Or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. We're going solo today, and i uh, got a few things to talk about real quick. Just to start things off, we do have our start of summer sale on now. It started this week. It's going to go till the 31st, and it's a pretty, pretty awesome sale. We've got a handful of things on uh, going right now. 20% off fruit trees, uh, which is a great deal if you have been looking to start an orchard or you know just a small orchard. You say orchard, you think massive amounts of trees. But an orchard can be just a small, you know, four or five trees. It doesn't have to be a ton. And especially with some of these dwarf and semi-dwarf trees, you can actually put a lot of trees in your backyard. So 20% off fruit trees. Supplies are going to be pretty limited out there because this is technically late in the season for fruit trees. A lot of them have been bought up, uh, but there's still some out there. So if you're looking for some of those, 20% off fruit trees right now uh, you know, give your store a call and, uh, find out what they got, uh, or head over to Chinon cause I know they have lots of fruit trees. They got lots of berries and things left as well. So lots of, uh, edible fruits, uh, still available. And those are all 20% off as well as your trees and shrubs. So if you've been looking for, uh, been wanting to do some landscaping or, you know, adding some plants to the backyard, some woody shrubs to your backyard or your Plant a new tree, 20% off those right now, which is a great deal. I don't think we've done this good a deal this early in the season before. So definitely head over to your ZAMZOs and find some of those. And here's the big one. Thrive is on sale. Thrive. We don't put it on sale very often, so when it's on sale, it's a good time to stock up. Buy some Thrive; it keeps. So uh, if you know if you buy a little extra, it's not gonna not gonna go bad on you. But we got five dollars off the one gallon, seven dollars off the two and a half gallon, ten dollars off the big five gallon buckets of Thrive. So be sure to check that out. And uh, you know if you're into gardening, you're doing a lot. Thrive having some Thrive around all the time is always gonna be a good deal. I think we got some other things on sale: hummingbirds, feeders, not hummingbirds. That would be if we sold hummingbirds, I wonder. (laughs) I don't think you could do that, but uh, we can dream, right? Uh, Gloves, you know, other things. There's some other things on sale, but uh, man, those trees and shrubs, fruit trees and thrive, man, you can't get much better than that. So Head over to Zamzo's, grab that stuff. It's going on through the 31st, but some of those trees and shrubs particularly are going to be out before then. So I would try to get in there soon. And uh, even though it's raining right now, it doesn't mean you can't plant. So don't worry about that. Even if you don't want to plant it right away, you can always grab them and just keep them around. But I'm going to talk about why today is a very good day to plant. If you have questions or want to talk to us about anything, please give me a call at 208-336-3700. Or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Looks like we got a phone call already from Paul in Ontario. Paul, how's it going? How can I help you today?
3: Going well. Uh, I have a question on thinning peaches. Mm, yeah. So I, I've heard you guys talk about how, you know a peat, uh, drop of fruit in June and stuff, and but I, I have uh, for the first time ever, my peaches look like grapes, and so. Uh-huh. I need to get out and and I just wondered about timing for thinning them.
2: Yeah, well, if you're seeing that fruit set right now, is is a great time to start thinning them out. And really, all you're going to do is you find you, you you mentioned they look like grapes, so I'm assuming you've got some like little clusters of peaches there, Correct. Uh To in groups, yeah. I would try to just just prune out till you've only got about maybe two or three peaches there. Um, you could even go a little, you know. I would say two or three, at least at least two, probably at max three, uh, and then that way you're just going to get the most energy into the fruit that you have, and you you won't be you know spreading it out as much, and it's also going to keep those branches from really weighing down. But really, it's it's real simple. You just you, you, a lot of times when they're this small, using just your your fingertips and just kind of pinching them out will be as easy as it is sounds perfect. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Have a good one with that, man. I'm glad to hear that your peaches are uh, are coming on. That's fantastic. I know my, uh, I've always had a hard time with peaches myself. They always seem to fall off, kind of like pears. Pears always, I every year it seems like I grow, I have pears and I see the flowers and then, you know, at some point there's no pears there anymore. I wonder what happened. Usually it's like the wind or something blows them off, but I did notice some pears on my pear tree this year. And actually it was pretty exciting. I've got some my fruit trees are at that age now where they're starting to set some fruit. so I'm really excited about some of those. so okay, so a few things I want to get into like I said, I want to talk about this rain because uh, we you know rain kind of is like a, a spoiler of the things that we want to do outside, but I absolutely love the rain. I love the rain really like literally at any t- at any point in time when it's raining. I feel like it's a good thing because it's just it's free water. It's doing so much for us. And what is really particularly good about the rain right now for us is we just spent a whole bunch of time planting our vegetables. You know, we've been putting in uh, our landscape plants and planting, you know, new perennials and new shrubs and new trees. And we do that, you know, kind of around that last frost or leaning up to the last frost. And then a lot of times in most years, it tends to like, you know, that's when it starts to, it seems like it starts to get really hot and the plants never really, they, they kind of move into a very stressful time, which is, it's already a stressful time. Getting planted is very stressful. Uh, Transplant shock is a very real thing and something that all plants are going to go through when they first get put in the ground to varying degrees. Uh, But when we get this dip in temperature and rain, it does a ton of work and, just reduces a lot of that potential transplant shock on all that stuff that we just planted. So, you know, you just put in your tomatoes and your peppers and, uh, you know, your leafy greens, whatever you planted, uh, you know, they, they're they under stress from transplant. And then when the temperatures cool, they actually kind of like, I almost feel like they kind of, you could hear it, like they breathe a sigh of relief, like kind of, oh. <laughs> it's cool, and you know it, it stalls them out. They don't do a lot. It looks like, uh, and actually, a lot of them will kind of not not look very good. You'll actually see this time. There's this kind of transition time from planting to when they actually really start growing. And it can take a couple of weeks. And having this temperature dip in the middle of that actually does a lot of good for them to kind of slow down. They don't have to grow a lot of leafy uh, grow up. They can actually, they're going to grow down. They're going to really push out roots because they're going to have a lot of moisture. They're going to have a lot of that soil uh, is going to be saturated. And, you know, the fertilizers, the thing you've put on there have all dissolved and they've worked into the soil and the plants are just going to, push out roots and they're going to have lots of food to grab onto and do stuff. And they're not going to show a lot. And a lot of people will get kind of worried in this kind of transition time where they'll say, well, you know, my plants aren't doing anything. They're not growing. They're not, you know, they're not doing what I expect. And that's just because they're not doing anything we can see. They're actually growing out their roots because plants are very efficient. They really know how to, they know how to, they know how to live. And what they need right now is roots. They got to push those roots out so that they can grab everything that they need. So right now they're in that transition time where they're just growing roots They're not going to do much else. And what's really great, you've got this cool temperature. So they're really going to be able to push out really fast and grow a lot, uh, grow a lot of those roots. And then when we transition, it starts to warm up. They're going to just take off. They're going to have so much root mass and we're going to have all the fertilizer and all the food and all the water that they need. And we're going to provide that for them. And they're going to have roots to be able to just soak it up and grow like crazy. And they're going to just look awesome. So don't fear too much about them not showing a whole lot right now. They're going to get to that point and, uh, they're going to, they're going to take off and it's going to be awesome. So don't ever be worried about the rain. The rain's always good. Hey, we're going to go to a quick break. If you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show and we will be right back.
0: The Samso's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI.
4: Hi, this is Joss Zamzo inviting you to Zamzo's Start of Summer Sale going on now through May 31st at all 13 Zamzos. You know Memorial Day marks the unofficial start of summer, so we're counting down the days with great ways to grow a beautiful garden, have a gorgeous green lawn, and a yard full of new trees, shrubs, and gorgeous ornamental grasses at the season's best savings. For starters, we're putting all sizes of Zamzo's Thrive On Sale at $5, $7, and even $10 off the regular price of each respective size. For your garden, our entire line of Zamzo's brand seeds are on sale while they last for just $1.99 a pack. And all garden gloves are 20% off regular price along with 20% off all hummingbird feeders and the nectar to go in them. But don't wait. Shop Zamzo's start of summer sale now and get the seeds, plants, and supplies you need before they're gone. 13 stores to serve you including Middleton on Highway 44 just east of Emmett Road.
0: Nobody knows like Zamzo. A Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3
2: on 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part two the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. If you have any questions or anything that you're wondering about to do right now or wondering about how to do something in particular, give me a call, 208 336 Three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Those phone lines are open. We'll get right to you. Uh, so, I was just mentioning uh, at the the first segment there, we do have our start of summer sale going on right now. It's going to be going on till uh, the thirty first, so it goes till the end of the month, which is great. Uh, so, you got some time to get in there, but you probably won't have enough time to uh, wait on some of the fruit trees and the trees and shrubs that are on sale right now because they are twenty percent off, which is a great deal for this time of year. And remember, if you're on the lawn program, you get a little extra discount. So. Great time to get that stuff in the ground. It's a great day to get that stuff in the ground, even though it's going to be a little bit kind of yeah, you know, going to be a little bit dirtier to <laughs> dig some holes today just because of that rain. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit muddier, but you know what? Planting those trees, they are not going to care because what's fantastic? You put those in the ground right now. You're not going to have to do much watering. Maybe just a little bit of watering with some thrive when you plant them and uh, they 're good to go; they are going to really love getting planted right now because it 's going to just almost eliminate your risk of transplant shock, and the trees are going to have way more time to push those roots out and get established before that summer heat comes and uh, and that 'll be great for them it 's going to really help them get ready for that summer heat because once the summer hits, uh, you know that 's the really stressful time that 's when they really are going to have a lot of issues and you 'll notice a lot of uh, die back and kind of wilting and stuff like that. So we want to get them on and get them in here as early as we can. And today is a great day to do it. So I always say the overcast day is the best day to plant. So, and same with your, your, your vegetable garden too. If you haven't gotten your veggies in, or, you know, you want to get a few more things planted, uh, today is a great day to do it because, uh, it's the same exact situation. It's going to be overcast. It's cooler. Uh, the plants are not going to be as shocked when they get put in the ground And uh, especially if they're coming out of a greenhouse or something where they've been under shade and you're kind of putting them in a place that's going to get more sun, they'll have a few days to kind of get used to being outside, a little bit longer to get used to getting outside. And uh, they won't have as much kind of shock from going from a shady place to a real sunny place. So uh, a couple of the other thing that uh, we noticed uh, earlier in the week, uh, my boss, Callie, has been sending out these emails she gets from the pest management people uh, i don 't really remember what the name is it 's like Pacific Northwest pets Alert or something anyway it 's cool they 're really cool emails because they really are kind of keeping an eye on some of the things that uh show up start to show up in our area and uh, one of the ones that came out this last week was uh, leaf miners and uh, I realized that leaf miners is not one that i 've really talked about a lot, but man they are they can be very damaging, especially if you 've got a lot of like lettuces and spinach um, kale, uh, what's that other one? Chard. Chard is very, uh, you know, any, really any of your leafy greens, uh, can get leaf miners and they can be a real nuisance and they can really eat a lot of your, uh, your leafy stuff. And they're kind of gross. Um, Because they, you know, you don't really, you don't see, you don't notice the adult leaf miner very often because it looks like just a house fly. It's just a little fly that just kind of buzzes around. So if you're kind of out there walking around, around your, your, your vegetable garden and you notice flies, chances are there, those are the leaf miners. Those are actually the adult leaf miner and they are, you know, in that kind of family of flies. And they, what they do is they lay their eggs out on your plants and it hatches into a larva. Like I said, the sound, it's kind of gross, but they hatch out into a little larva and that larva gets down into the leaf. And actually what they do is they actually eat the area in between the top and the bottom layer of the leaf. So they're actually inside the leaf and they make these little, you'll see these little trails, these little squiggly trails all throughout the leaf and they're just in there munching away. They're eating up all the middle section and you'll start to see it on the outside of the leaf. You'll notice all these little um kind of like pale looking squiggly lines crawling all the way through your leaf. And those are the that's the larva of the leaf miner. And unfortunately like they don't they don't actually kill the well I guess they probably could kill the plant if they were left unchecked. Uh, but usually they're pretty, they're relatively easy to control with just a few, a few things. Main thing is you want to just inspect your leaves on a regular basis. So, you know, you should be out there if you've got a garden, you're probably out there every day anyway, but, you know, spend a little bit of time on your leafy vegetables and look for those little lines, just kind of, you know, look over the leaves. And especially as it really pushes new leaves, you really want to keep an eye on those. So you don't want them to get into really small leaves. And just keep- just keep an eye, just keep inspecting them look for those little lines as soon as you see one, you will notice it. You will never again not know what a leaf miner looks like. It's very, very easy to tell what that damage is, and from there, you can actually it's pretty easy to control all what I typically do when I see some leaf miners crawling through is I'll just pull out uh if I have like you can grab some scissors or you can just use your hands and just kind of peel out that little, those little bits. You just pull off that side of the leaf. The plant will actually be fine if you actually pull off some of that, that area because that area is dead anyway, but the leaf can actually still grow. And you know where that bug was, so it's not like you know it ruins the leaf, it's just ruining that little part and the leaves are really strong. So if you pull out that area where that leaf miner is, you'll actually, the leaf will do, just keep growing and doing its thing, but you've actually physically removed the bug from the leaf now, me personally, I like to squish it, but that's <laughs> Tara knew where I was going with that. Uh, I will usually kind of feel around till I find it and squish it because you know, I mean, he was trying to eat my my leaf. You know, he can't do that. I I got to take care of him. So, uh, but if you don't want to do that, if that if <laughs> if that's too much for you, uh, you can actually just just throw it in the trash. Don't put it in like a mulch pile or something. Throw it in the trash because otherwise, it will still live in that leaf and it'll, you know, turn into an adult and come right back. So you want to physically remove it from the area. throw it in the trash can so that the garbage man takes it away. Uh, But then what you want to do after that, and you can actually do this beforehand as well. So like if you haven't noticed any of them right now, I think a few weeks ago, I was talking about some products to just have on hand. And uh, the one that you want to use for this is called our last call. And it's a uh, organic insecticide that works on lots of different bugs and it works on particularly on a lot of larva. And this one is one that it works great on. So really all you're going to do is you get your, your last call, just spray down all your vegetables with it. Like I said, it's organic. You can spray it and harvest the same exact day. There's no day to harvest time on it. So you can feel really good about putting it out on your vegetables. It's not going to harm them at all, especially, you know, if you're eating them, you know, even the same day. I would, I would wash it off. It's probably, probably doesn't add much to the flavor of your veggies, but, but you can use it very close to your harvest time, but spray it down now. uh, Maybe not today because it's raining after the rain, spray all your, your veggies down with that last call and, and do it about every 10 to 14 days. And you can actually prevent them. If you haven't done that and you've had to physically remove some of those leaf miners, as soon as you're done peeling off all those sections that have been eaten, go ahead and spray that on at, at that time. And you're gonna be in good shape. You're gonna be able to start preventing them from doing further damage to those vegetables. And they will be active pretty much until you harvest. A lot of those leafy greens, you're gonna harvest a little bit earlier than, like, say, your tomatoes. You know, tomatoes and peppers, those are going all the way into frost. But typically, uh, like, you know, your cabbages and your spinach and all those lettuces, you're gonna harvest those before it gets really hot. Uh, otherwise, those are gonna bolt. So they would be active if you had if they had the time but uh, typically your harvest and all that. They can show up again for fall harvest if you're planting those things again once it cools down. So keep that in mind as well. Hey, this is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your, your host, Nolan Guthrie. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700. Or one eight hundred five two nine We're talking about things you can do right now. Even though it's raining, there's still plenty of things you can do out in the lawn and garden. Planting is one of them. I think this is just the absolute perfect day to plant because it's so, you know, we've got the cooler temperatures, we've got the rain. Uh, Mother Nature's kind of taking care of a lot of that stuff that we would typically do right now. So... Or that we would be, you know, wanting to provide for it, but when you you, you only you only got half the job to do. Well, it's the harder part. <laughs> it's the harder half of the job of planting because you know you still got to dig your hole and get it all in there and do your stuff. So, okay, so we've been talking about getting that stuff planted. Your leaf miners, a couple other things that we can start doing in the lawn and garden are do right now. Um, we're uh, I wanted to get into eating the lawn because we're at the we're at this critical time when it comes to lawns where we're going to transition into some summer and we want to really get ready for that so we'll get into that here after we go to a quick break we've got rod on the line so rod hang on we will come back and get right to you if you want to be a part of the zamzo's garden show i'd love to talk to you give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI
0: The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI.
4: Hi, this is Joss Samzo here with my sister Callie. And Callie, a lot of people are telling us they're seeing different types of unsightly grasses growing in their lawn, which to them is a real pain in the...
5: Neck? That is what you were trying to say, right, Joss?
4: I was trying to say that customers are complaining that crabgrass is growing around the edges of their lawn and that it's becoming a real pain in the... Rear
5: end? But it's too late to prevent crabgrass and too early to start seeing it. So it's probably goosegrass or quackgrass they're seeing.
4: Well, if this grass could quack like a duck, right now it's quacking its
5: ever-loving... Head off? Well, you got that right. My neighbor been working his tail off? Well, just tell him to come to Zamzo's. We have experts at all 13 stores who can identify goosegrass, along with crabgrass and quackgrass.
4: Which are both complete pains in the.
5: I think we got that, Joss. So if you have ugly grass that's taking over your lawn, pull a fresh sample of the grass
4: and get your.
5: behind to your nearest Zamzo's.
4: You know, I gotta admit, mom will probably like your version of this commercial a little bit
0: better than mine.
5: You can bet your sweet bottom on that, Joss.
0: Nobody knows. Casting from the Empire Title Studios, we are 677-KBOI.
2: All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, if you would like to be a part of the show, would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. kboy we have been talking about getting some plants in the ground Stopping leaf miners. We're going to get into some lawn stuff. But first, we're going to go to Rod in Boise. Rod, how's it going? How can I help you today? Hey, um, about, what,
3: three years ago, maybe four at the most, um, we bought some uh, apricot trees. And now, at least two of them are just about totally dead. Mm. And this uh, gummy stuff is... Uh, well it 's running out, and of course the limbs are dying off yeah, and I got two of them from Edwards, two of them from you guys, and one from far west I got yeah. five of them but they all have the same issue. it looks like what on earth can be done
2: uh you got two you got two potential issues with that um apricots are similar to peaches, and they uh, as far as you know they 're a stone fruit. And so they have, okay. they, they have the same potential for any issue that a peach could get. So one is borers. Borers are very common. The peach tree borer is, uh, very destructive. Typically you'll see that oozy, gooey stuff towards the bottom if they're a peach, peach leaf borer. That's where they'll typically show up. Um, but it's a really easy way to tell if you've got a borer is you can take, you know, take like, um, you know, like a fine wire, like it's about the size of like a paper clip. Um, right. you know, fold out a paper clip. If you can move some of that gummy stuff away and you push that paper clip in, if you can actually push it into the trunk, chances are you've got borers. If you're pushing Ooh. that paper clip in and you're not getting any deeper than like, say the bark, then you've got a bacterial canker and, uh, sure. that can, uh, cause a lot of damage as well. A uh, couple of things. So if you, once you determine which one you have, if you have a borer, You don't want to use, you can't use a systemic on your peach trees. You're going to have to use a spray application. And typically uh, for peach tree borer, I think you're going to be spraying usually around, I want to say June is when the adults are active. And you're spraying to kill the adults because the adults lay their eggs up in the top of the tree. And when they hatch, they actually fall down to the ground and they crawl through the ground and get up into the tree through the roots. That's why you'll see that sappy stuff turning towards the bottom typically. So uh, a couple of different things you can use. The last call, again, is going to be a great one. You can also use seven would probably be, you know, the older chemical that you would use is not organic, but you could use that one. Uh, And you'll spray. Oh, Sorry. Did you have a question? Let me
3: uh, let me write. Yeah, no oh, sorry. <laughs> I just uh, you're going along there, and uh, i I can only write so fast. Yeah, you got so, it. Sorry
2: about that. So uh, um,
3: let's go over that just
2: briefly, then. Yeah. Again. So you're going to use either the last call or a product called Seven. If you okay, last call is a product, right? Yep. Yes, it is. Okay. That's the organic yeah. spray that you would use if you don't if you don't want to use an organic or you don't care. Uh, Seven. Mm-hmm. 7 is the other one you would use. It's called S E V I N.
3: Number 7 or the word seven. It's it's 7
2: but it's spelled wrong. It's S E V I N. S E V I N. Okay. Yeah. And you'll start spraying in June. June. Yep. And okay. you're going to spray about every 10 to 14 days through the growing season. Uh probably and that's the whole tree. Yep, the whole tree. Okay. Yeah, and you're going to spray from June, July, probably into August. Um About every two weeks or so. Okay. And that's going to stop the adult uh, borer, uh, the adult peach tree borer. And you're killing, Mm -hmm. basically, you're killing off the adults so they can't lay eggs. Um, That's how. That's the only way to stop the peach. Probably not the only way, but it's one of the most effective ways to really control your peach tree borer. If you've Mm -hmm. got bacterial canker, that's a, a a different one. You're going to use a disease control for that one and you're going to but you're going to be using that in uh in the fall. You're going to spray uh copper in the fall. And uh usually once the leaves have fallen, that's when you'll spray that. And then you're going to spray it again in the spring as a as a dormant spray. Typically mm-hmm. starting in February-ish depending on the weather, usually starting in February going through March, maybe April. Uh, depending on how the weather goes. If it gets warmer in towards the end of March into April, you won't have to spray quite as long. But if it stays cool, that's when that bacterial canker is going to spread. So you're going to keep spraying mm-hmm. that copper up until typically once it flowers. You can't spray it while it's flowering. So you mm-hmm. wait till it's done flowering, and then you could spray it an additional couple times. But that will also prevent mm-hmm. your peach leaf curl, which your apricots can get as well. Okay. All right. I uh, will be so excited. If this <laughs> the problem. Yeah. At yeah, it's uh, those are yeah. They're those are both tough and uh, tough. Apricots tend to have a hard hard go of it around here. I think it just tends to get a little too cold sometimes for them. And uh, and yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of things that like to eat them. Unfortunately, yep. aside from me, well, uh, <laughs> me. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. Well. The, Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for the call, Rod. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Let's. We got another phone call here from Donna in Nampa. Donna, how's it going? How can I help you? Pretty good. I just have a quick question.
1: I heard um, I was driving and I heard you talking about that last call spray. Yeah. Um, okay. My question is: My husband does hydroponics. Mm-hmm. Is that safe to spray with the hydroponics and for the bugs
2: also? Yes. Um, now, it won't control some of the bugs in particular that you'll have issues with when you're dealing with a hydroponic situation. Um, okay. Because typically, like if you've got uh, an infestation of white flies or aphids, um, which are ones you're probably more likely to see, the last call does not do a good job on those. In those okay. cases, I would use something like neem. The problem with neem is, especially like for a hydroponic, which is typically inside, neem smells really bad. Um,
1: <laughs> so
2: hydroponic uh, rails outside. Oh, okay, okay. Uh huh. Okay, so if yeah, if they're outside, then I I would say neem might be a better option for some of those that will typically get onto your into your hydroponic situations. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but yeah. neem is I'm also good. organic. Um, I think okay. you, you do want to observe a little bit longer harvest time uh, from application. So like I said, last call, um, you can harvest the same day you spray. I think on neem, mm. they recommend like 24 hours. Um, okay. So you just have to wait a day before harvest or it might be two. Okay. I don't remember exactly which, but yeah, you just have a little bit longer <laughs> harvest time. <and> it, <laughs> it smells bad, but other than that, it works fantastic.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, Donna. I appreciate that. And uh, let's go ahead, and we got some calls stacked up here. So let's go to Connie in Meridian. Connie, how's it going? How can I help you today?
1: Oh, I'm loving our rainstorms just as much as you are. I'm so
2: glad to hear it. Rain is the best.
1: <laughs> I treasure my rainwater. <laughs> Say, I um, I have a neighbor. And they have these beautiful uh lupin plants. I mean they're showstoppers. Yeah. Well, the lady's husband wanted to do her a great favor and she mount he mounted a um a raised water sprinkler head over the complete bed so it waters the complete bed that they're in mm-hmm. overhead. Yeah. Now, now, we have powdery mildew, yeah. and I have, I sprayed them once before the rain started, and their sprinklers, they water once a day like this.
3: Mm. So
1: I sprayed hours and hours and hours before they turn that on with a copper fungicide, Am I going to win this battle with powdery mildew knowing their watering practices and talking them out of it is just not going to happen. Yeah.
2: Um you know so you got yeah and you got a couple of things stacked against you there because you know watering especially every day overhead right. and lupin which already tend to be very prone to powdery right. mildew. Right. Um it's going to be tough. I think you're probably you're you're and the problem is you you spray the copper they're going to sh- it's going to show back up again you know you're essentially washing oh, sure. the copper you're essentially washing the copper off every time that it gets watered um what you may consider connie is a product that's a little bit newer for us we i think we had it in a few we've had it in for a few years now but we actually have been using one called uh we have it called revitalize and it is oh. a bacterial uh Disease control. And you can use it on you can use it on like tons of different things. You can use it on edibles and flowers and your landscape and stuff. But it is one of the few things aside from probably neem oil, and I think it even does a better job of than neem oil, of stripping away and getting rid of powdery mildew once you've seen it, which is always one of the big battles with powdery mildew because powdery mildew, once you see it, has already done its thing and it's just kinda there. And it's the continuation of that mildew being on the leaf, that actually causes the plant to decline. So if you use that revitalize, once you see it, it'll actually eat up that mildew that's on the leaves and should help a little bit more than maybe just a copper preemptively. Um, So Now, how
1: often am I going to have to do this knowing that it's continually being watered?
2: Well, and that's Without killing the yeah, and <laughs> that's and that's the diff yeah, and that's a difficult one because typically, you know, when I would say somebody's got that, you're gonna you know change up your change your watering, you know, do this, do that, and if you've only got you know a couple of those things happening, your chances are very likely it's gonna keep showing up. Um, I think the Revitalize may still be a better option because it's bacterial and it's actually like eating that away i think it might last longer um so i would say i think it's worth a try i don't know 100% if it's going to work just because we're not eliminating some of the other factors that lead to powdery mildew and that's really right kind of the key right now yeah
1: right now i know 100% this mildew is going to kill these lupins yeah that's a 100% guarantee
2: <laughs> yeah i
1: can't stop i can't stop them
2: from watering every day and, and, and i can't and the stop. way it's, they're doing you know, it yeah 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 and that's I just mean, that's just tough i mean um
0: okay yeah
2: i will get some all right give it yeah give it a try because if it'll yeah. uh if it'll do it then you know we got a we got a great deal there thanks for the call connie appreciate it we're going to go to a quick break we got one more segment of the zamzo's garden show if you'd like to be a part of the show please give me a call at 208- or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzos Garden Show will be back right
0: here on News Talk 670-KBOI.
5: Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and Memorial Day signals the start of summer. So to get you ready, Zamzos is having a start of summer sale now through May 31st. For starters, we're taking 20% off all trees and shrubs, including fruit trees. 20% off all garden gloves, and even 20% off all hummingbird feeders and food to welcome them back to your yard. And if you're on ZAMSO's Lawn Program, you get 30% off all of the above. For planting, we have all ZAMSO's brand garden seeds while they last for $1.99 a pack and select ornamental grasses, including Carl Forrester, starting at just $9.99. And when you plant, get your new trees, shrubs, and plants off to a great start with Zamzo's Thrive. And through the end of May, Thrive is on sale for $5, $7, and even $10 off each respective size. So shop Zamzo's Start of Summer Sale now and get the plant supplies and seeds you need before they're gone. 13 stores to serve you, including Nampa, across from Karcher Mall.
0: Nobody knows. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5. It's Casper and Chris on 670
2: KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. We'll probably get a call or two in before the end of the show here. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. We have a phone call from Bob in Nampa. Bob, how's it going? How can we help you today?
3: Well, good morning. I've got a large flowering crab tree in my crab apple tree in my backyard. I've had two opinions on this. I'll see what you have to say. I've been told it's fire blight. Mm. Uh, do you have any magic solutions for this? As City Forester in Napa, and then my guy that does my spraying for me, both say there's not a great deal you can do other than just trim it.
2: Well, yeah. So fire, yeah. You can't. You can treat for it, um, but you have to do it before you notice anything. Um, and actually, Uh-oh. you typically want to spray after you trim it. Um, fire blight is a bacterial disease that gets into the branches, uh, mm-hmm. when we have a rain, uh, that's when it spreads. So if you're watching the forecast, um, and you see that it's going to rain, preferably a, in a few days, then's the time to spray, spray it with something like copper right then, because the copper okay. can stop it from infecting the tree. It won't necessarily stop at a hundred percent, but it can stop a lot of it. And if you get that copper on beforehand, you've got a good chance of stopping it from getting into the tree. Now, once the fire blight's in there, yes, the only thing you can do is trim it out and you have to be very careful because you've got to prune out a fair amount of it and you've got to disinfect the pruners in between each time. Um, But yeah, that's, that's really what you have to do. You've got to spray it before it rains. The rain is what causes it to move around.
3: Yeah. Is this something, I mean, will it eventually kill the tree or is this something the tree just kind of deals with and then it recovers?
2: Uh, no, it will kill the tree if it's not, especially if it's not pruned out or treated for beforehand. Okay. If it's left okay. in the tree, it will kill it, absolutely.
3: Uh, okay. Well, then it looks like I've got a bit of trimming to do. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I was, yeah. hoping, I was hoping for a third opinion that was yeah. No, it's two other No, <laughs>
2: fire blight's a fire blight's a tough one. It 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 can uh, it's one of the few that will absolutely just decimate a tree. So you definitely got to get it out of there.
3: This well, one's about fifteen years old. I hate to lose it. Yeah, All right, for well, sure. I'll see what I can
2: do. All right. Have a good one, Bob. Sorry about that. Good luck on the tree. Um, But getting into a crab apple is a little bit different, too. I mean, it's still in the uh, uh, prunus family, so it's certainly one that can be susceptible to it, or the rose family. Uh, So it is something you want to to treat for. But I haven't heard too much about fire blight this year. Actually, last year we had a ton of fire blight, and uh, I think just because we didn't have that rain. We didn't have as much rain this year, and so we have less fire blight. We have less a lot of those issues. So... It's always interesting to see how the weather kind of reacts and what happens and goes from year to year. So we tend to forget about things, you know. This time of year, next year we'll probably be, you know, if we have a lot of rains, we'll be talking about fire blight again all the time. But you know, this year we haven't had to had to haven't had to talk about that one a whole lot. So all right, well, moving on. We got a couple minutes left. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. You can give me a call at two zero eight three three six or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. Want to throw out real quick, just to give everybody a quick reminder that it is uh, we do have our start of summer sale on right now. It goes on through May 31st. So it's going on until the end of the month. So you got some time to get in there. But if you want to take advantage of that 20% off fruit trees or trees and shrubs, uh, which are both 20% off right now, Do not wait, because especially those fruit trees, they are going to be gone lickety-split. Everybody's going to come in, they're going to see it, and they're just going to take it up. So if you want to get some fruit trees, you want to plant something, uh, now's the time to do it, and the best selection is going to be this weekend. And it's a great day to plant, so you definitely want to get in there and get that stuff as you can. Uh, I'm going to throw it out right now just in case it looks like we got a few phone calls coming in. So we're probably going to go right up to the end of the time here. So I'm going to throw this out. I will be off next Saturday. So we will have a pre-recorded show. No phone calls next week, but we'll have a really good show. I think it's going to be an older show with me and Chris. And I don't remember what we're talking about, but I'm sure it's going to be great. So we've got a call from Kathy in Boise. Kathy, how's it going? How can I help you today?
1: Oh, great. I just had a question. Um, I bought a A red oak from Costco the other day and I planted it and I was just wondering how long do you leave that support stick in there you wait like a year or two before you take that out Uh,
2: no you only want to wait actually about three months is probably the maximum you want to leave it on there okay yeah right. you'll yeah and you want to uh, you don't want it to be too secure so don't make don't make it like really rigid you want to make sure the tree can move a little bit but after about three months it shouldn't need it anymore
1: all right well perfect well, thanks so much. I sure appreciate it. Yeah, you
2: bet. Good luck with the oak. Those can be kind of difficult sometimes around here, but hopefully it'll last forever for you. Looks like we got another call from Fred in Boise. Fred, how's it going? How can I help you today?
3: Yeah, well, I'm wondering. I've got a, in my lawn, I've got a spot, oh, probably 18 inches across. That's just yellow, and I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. I put Sam's Al's lawn food on there. I I had it was had a lot of pine needles. I have pine trees.
2: Yeah,
3: I was wondering what's the best seed to put on. There? I'm gonna buy some seed and pre seed the spot at least.
2: Um, I would say. Well, I is it a really sunny area, or is it shady? Yeah, it's it's well, it gets it gets both a little bit of both. So yeah, I think our custom blend would be great. It's a mixture of perennial ryegrass and Kentucky bluegrass, and does well in okay. Sun or shade, when you get a mix like that, it actually does well because whatever one likes that area will tend to take over more. But while you're doing that, when you come to pick up that seed, Fred, uh, grab a, just cut a little chunk of that off, about one foot by one foot where the good and bad are coming together. Cut a little bit of that out and bring that sample into the store. I'm, there. Uh, I'm
3: already on my way down oh. <laughs> to Yandro, so. Okay. All well, right. anyway, what you
2: said to get the, what, what, what seed now? Custom lawn blend. Custom lawn blend. Custom lawn blend. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks all right. for the call there, Fred. Appreciate it. Good luck with that spot. I am just about out of time, and I got a call here from Harry. Harry, please stay on the line. I will take your call after we finish up here in just a moment. Uh, like I said, I will be off next week, so we'll have a pre-recorded show next week. So I hope you all have a great time. And uh, that start of summer sale is on right now, so be sure to come in as and pick up some trees and shrubs and some Thrive on sale till the end of the month. All right. I will talk to you in a few weeks, everyone. Have a good one. Here on the Zanzo's Garden Show, ABOI.
5: Callie Zamzo and I get email alerts from time to time from the Northwest Pest Alert Network. They are saying that 30% of adult billbugs are now present in lawns in the Treasure Valley and that the threat will increase to 50% on May 26th. So if you or others in your neighborhood commonly experience billbug damage, it's time to apply Zamzo's Duration Grub Control or Zamzo's Chinch Control to your lawn. When applied soon enough, Zamzo's Duration Grub Control will prevent billbugs and grubs all season long. Zamzo's chinch bug controls pests both above and below the surface and works in just 24 hours. So if you've had problems with bill bugs or chinch bugs in the past, or suspect you have them now, bring us a 12-inch turf sample showing what the good lawn turns to bad. Our experts will analyze the sample and determine the best solution for your particular problem. But don't wait, bill bug activity is expected to increase to 50% by May 26th. So come to Zamzo's and stop them from destroying your lawn now.
0: Nobody knows so